Is that the greatest theme song right it, now? Oh, absolutely. It well, doesn't. What about Glorious? Glorious is good. Glorious. A- AJ's. AJ's. Is AJ's good. is really good. They the CFOs. Don't no. Three, two, one, action. What's up, guys? Deacon Greg, back for the traditional thoughts from the bench as I fix my microphone. Feels like we haven't done this in a long time. I know. I don't know why. It's um, weird, man. Not, I mean, well, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we well, because we, uh, we did things, yeah. yeah I guess we, we did uh, We did things. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I mean, hence, that's why we're recording this so early anyway. Um. So what's up, Greg? Not much, man. How, how have you been? You've had a you had a pretty busy and productive week going on in uh, in the podcast world. I did. So I was on um, Isaiah Oliver. Mother, there is oh, mother. sorry to the world. We were trying to find the kid from Colorado University. That's him. God damn no, it. that's not him. Greg. Well, it's there's one a guy of them. From, okay, it's one of them. There's one of them. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's who I was thinking of because I said Oliver or something. But no, good. We were on thoughtful discussions with Josh Snyder, which is awesome. Um, he does a very similar style of podcast, but it's not really sports driven. It's more about entrepreneurship, and uh, and just him as a guy. He's a great guy. Um, please check that out. He's the last episode, and it's so fun to just be able to talk to people that are interested in the same exact um, style of things as us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I heard the audio on it, and I, I kind of thought it was interesting because you essentially kind of took over the interview. I thought that was really funny on your part. Yeah, it's one of those. I don't know. I'm very. Um, I thought we did a very good job because that's what Kaylee said too. She was even like, I didn't hear you talking. I was like, well, no, I'm the second half of it because I, I always, and it's one of the things that I enjoy talking with Josh about because I don't know what I'm good or bad at. I'm definitely not great at, um, getting myself into the conversation because I love hearing people's stories. So that's right. definitely a downside of it. But a lot of people, um, like Josh is very good at making me feel comfortable during the whole thing and mm-hmm. making me want to talk about different aspects. It was just, he doesn't get interviewed that much. So it was so much fun to interview someone that interviews people because I get to see his styles. I get to see everything that he wants to do. Um, yeah. And I remember you even saying that it was kind of different from his perspective because he's never been interviewed before. So being able to finally talk about his actual story was nice and kind of refreshing for him. And he did a great job. Like it was a, it was a really great story to listen to coming all coming from California, starting a business out there and then unbelievable moving, story. Yeah. And then, he yeah. And then moving to Pittsburgh and then kind of just realizing just the culture that we have here and kind of, you know, in, ingraining himself into it. Like it's, yeah. it's nice and refreshing. And it's funny. Cause like I, you can hear us talk about it on um, thoughts on the bench. We'll have the video up later on tonight. Um, episode, nine, which is people. super funny because this will come out next Tuesday. So we'll and funny <laughs> and basically we're recording on Tuesday now. We normally record on Thursdays and then have the episode drop. But Greg is going. Greg is going abroad. Greg is on a. Um, he's going to another country. Greg is traveling the world. Greg, where are you going? I'm going to Toronto, Canada. That's that's not as far away well, as I thought it was. That it is, is okay. It's foreign. I need my passport for it. So, so hey. what are you going up there for? <laughs> uh, it is actually uh, one of my friend's birthdays. He wanted to go. He asked me about Whose three. Whose birthday is it? What? Whose birthday? Sam Fogel. I wasn't invited. 
I know, man. I'm sorry. But he okay. uh, he asked me like three months in advance, and I was like, you know what? I, I haven't been to Toronto since I was six. And funny story about that, I need to redeem myself because of two things. One, I don't remember the Hockey Hall of Fame, which is an, yeah. insult, which is an insult to me because I should have remembered it. But again, I was six. And two... My parents forever tell me this story that we were at a hotel. We stayed at a hotel by the um, by the CN Tower, like by yeah. the Sky Dome. Like we were the right really, there too, yeah. Really nice hotel. And I was six years old. I will never forgive myself for this, but I made them take me to McDonald's every morning for breakfast. Yeah, but there's a Timmy Horton. That's uh, I was six years old, man. Yeah, it's not your fault. But Tim Hose is good, I, man. No, Tim Hose is amazing. I never realized how good it was to it because they have a line. When we went up there in Toronto, we stayed in between the um, Blue Jays mm-hmm. ballpark and the Maple Leaf Center. Yeah. Um, we stayed right in between an Airbnb, but Tim Hortons has a line just for coffee. That's And a amazing. line just for coffee and food. And I was like, this is like it, literally the simplest idea that if Dunkin' Donuts just incorporated that. Oh. Oh, you want a box of donuts here? You want one donut here? You need coffee here? Yeah. Done. I, I First time I had Timmy Hortons was when I was in um, Saginaw for a wedding last year. Where's Saginaw? I, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went there last year. Uh, first Timmy Hortons experience. Coffee was amazing. And really good. some of the best donuts I've ever had in my life. So I, I might be oh, going I never, to... I had a breakfast sandwich. I don't think I had a donut. I might, be, I might be going to Timmy Ho's every day. I'm up yeah, there, I went so with, uh, I'm excited. It was, we went with a couple. Me and Kaylee went up with, mm-hmm. with my two best friends from college at uh, Point Park, um, Brett and Lisa. And Brett and I went every morning, and we got mm-hmm. Tim Hortons because the girls were obviously either hungover or chilling. <laughs> um, Toronto was unbelievable, man. I loved it. Uh, yeah. We went to a Blue Jays game, but we only stayed for three innings because mm-hmm. the Pens were playing the first game against Nashville that night. Oh, that's cool. So we snuck over to a bar where we got booed by everybody because we wore Phil Kessel as a world champion T-shirts. Oh, I uh, I wanted to get one. I might have to do that. T- <laughs> I might have to do that tomorrow. I'll stop at. They're beautiful. Um, man. I'll stop at the store and grab one. But yeah. like I, but um, we I, we didn't actually plan this, but I guess the the Pens are playing the Leafs that oh, that Saturday. Shit. That Saturday, and so you're going up Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But here's the thing. Wow. Vo is our friend Votash is like hell bent on getting tickets for this game, and I, I flat out told him don't do it, because Maple Leafs games are insanely overpriced. Insanely. Really? Yes. Insanely. Is that because of Matthews? I don't know if it's because of Matthews or if it's just because Toronto is just like a huge hockey. True. Bet. Yeah. Like I. Like I was looking at this too, and another thing I saw was that the Rockets are playing the Raptors on Friday. That would be the which game I, I would which go I would to, love yeah. to which I would love to go to. And tickets are like uh, we I mean, went after the NFL or uh, NFL. Excuse me, we went in the NBA playoffs when the conference finals were happening. Uh-huh. So the Raptors were out of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we would have loved. to Yeah, go. and I looked at ticket prices. Like uh, the cheapest that I could find for the Raptors and Rockets game was like eighty bucks, and I understand that to an extent. It's but not the bad. But, Ma- but the Maple Leafs, dude, they're like. They're like two hundred. Oh, give me two tickets to the Raptors. Game. Oh, absolutely. And I, I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to tell Ryan, I'm like, hey, you can watch this market all you want to try and wait for the price to go down. I'm not paying two hundred bucks for a hockey game when I can probably spend two hundred for an entire night for yeah. a Pens experience. Yeah, like, that, that's bullshit. No, I, I agree. But um, no, let's get into it, Greg. What's uh, and this guy's again, we um, because of the Tuesday thing. I don't know why I didn't plan for it. It literally was just a mentality thing. It's like when, when it's daylight savings time and your body's not ready to be an hour different. Funny thing, daylight savings is actually this Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck. Yeah, I know. We're going to um, lose an hour, man. Fuck. What do you want to get into first, Greg? Um, 
first off, I just want to laugh at the fact that I reminded you four weeks ago, and then I reminded you again on Sunday, but you completely forgot because you were playing Fortnite. Yeah. Your best bet <laughs> is to text me a day before and say, hey, remember we talked about this, and I'll be so guilt-shamed into it that I'm, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. So wait, so is that how Kaylee gets you, or is that just like something that only your friends know? I don't have nobody. <laughs> well, now the well, now one else who listens to this from Australia. Uh, all right, Greg. First topic. Talk it. All right. Uh, I feel like just because this has been in the news all over the place now, I feel like it's something we gotta discuss. Uh, today was the today was the franchise tag deadline for yes. a lot of teams. Um, the Steelers on Instagram, and I know we are a sports content conversation. We're not all Pittsburgh sports, but they did come out and say they franchise tag Lev. Right. It, it, as much as we don't, we want to veer away from Pittsburgh sports. I feel like it's something that we just kind of have to go into because it's the most like well, it's it's the, it's the most like kind of. I think the easiest way for us to talk about sports and for me is one Pittsburgh sports is easy, but two, um, the great way that I know to talk about sports is through the eye of fantasy relevance. And I know that right. sounds like weird because like if you look at someone that played football and someone that has a GM mindset, they're looking at cap space, they're looking at these different things. Right. For me personally. It's like, all right, so Jarvis Landry got franchise tagged. He's most likely going to get moved. Right. I'm thinking in these different situations, where is his impact in fantasy? It's such a weird way to look at sports, but it just is. Yeah, no, and me and you have different mindsets for it. You kind of look at it from a fantasy perspective. I do it more from like the GM perspective that we were talking about. And if I'm looking at guys like, first off, like Jarvis Landry, um, if I'm the Dolphins, I would definitely try and move him because as much as I, I like Landry, as reliable of a target as yeah. he is, he is – someone that I feel like could be a, a huge bargain, especially looking at the the draft this year and how the wide receiver class is kind of weak. Oh, so extremely weak. I, it's now, extremely weak. Jarvis, so. and I'm, I'm just I'm laying down because what's the world right now? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm laying, so fuck it. True. But yeah. Jarvis, I mean, realistically, his numbers have not been better than that of a standard slot receiver. True. Like, he, he averages – between five and nine yards a catch last season, I think it was somewhere around there, and it's just pathetic to consider himself a wide receiver. One, as 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 talented as he is, and as good as that guy is at football, mm-hmm. he is not a wide receiver. One, due to touchdown numbers, due to yards after catch. Well, what do you think um, it is that like his numbers are just so inflated? Is it just kind of the way the offense is running? Miami? Well, he's, that he's a possession receiver mm-hmm. because if you look at the way they're using Devonte Parker, it's the way you would have thought they would use Jarvis Landry. Right. The way they use Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills was a wide receiver one for a couple weeks. Like, it's Jarvis Landry will always get you five catches a game. Right. Those catches, though, are coming off of screens. They're coming off of slants. They're mm-hmm. not – like, the, he's very much the but, same kind of guy as DeAndre Hopkins, except Hopkins has getaway speed. Okay. Um, and okay. Hopkins has a killer mentality to get wide. But in terms of your fantasy impact, like, yeah. Jarvis, Jarvis Landry is going to be, like, a, a PPR – no, he's a PPR start. god. He's yeah. a PPR god because like he gets so many looks every game, and the way I'm looking at it is, first off, if I'm the if I'm the Dolphins, I do not accept anything less than two picks. I would say a second. So what if I give you a seventh and a sixth? No, you said two picks though. Okay, let me rephrase. Uh, the minimum that I would get, the minimum I would want for Jarvis Landry is a second and a fifth. I the minimum I think I would want is a high second. Um and and. Reason I say high second is because Jarvis Landry is. I mean, really, we haven't seen. Look at the quarterbacks he's had, though. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler. You're going to tell me he's had a shot to be a wide receiver one with Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, and Matt. Get your head chopped off by Bud Dupree more. I will give. I will give him credit for this because first off, I thought Tannehill could have had like a 
a much better year this year if he didn't tear his ACL. I don't so. think Tannehill's that good. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's just not. To be fair, he was a converted wide receiver going yep. to quarterbacks. I mean, what were you going to expect? But I just think he had he had the physical traits that. Wow, when, wait. Good. So when we were doing the draft day podcast with Greg and Nico, sorry to interrupt. Frank and Nico. Uh, yes, Greg Franken. Yes, um, I am. Greg I made a comment tell. about how my mom was the only listener. Right. And I made a comment, and Nico said, "Really, mom listens to this?" And I said, "I, uh, I know she doesn't know how to download podcasts." Well, first off, it wasn't it like you wanted to, she wanted to download it at work, but you tried to like yeah, but she, so she just texted me and said, "Actually, I do know how to download podcasts, and I am listening." How much you want to bet Nico helped her? Uh, I I don't. She she added Nico in the text. Oh god! So I think what she did was she just clicked the link and she has iTunes and. Oh boy! Look All right, at sorry. That, your Take, mom? Yeah, Look it's at that. Uh, we have one listener. No, actually, um, I did want to Whitten. shout out to Max Flick. His podcast had uh, forty-one listens in a month, and that by far shatters everything else we have because we have a, every episode is over twenty. Right. But Max is up to forty-one. Um, I think that this draft day and this thoughtful discussions will both break that. Oh, absolutely! Just because of the push we have on both sides. But um, I texted Max this morning. I was like, "Hey, just want to let you know, blah blah blah." Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. No, I mean that's awesome. I mean I think the thoughtful discussion one will definitely help because we have you have a video tied to it, and because I think uh, Josh has a, a good following, especially in the city of Pittsburgh. And then not to mention if we parlay that and we get people to listen to Draft Day, I think they'll be entertained because Dra- Draft Day. I'm I'm gonna say this right now. It was easily one of our one of our best recordings that we've we've had. Oh yeah, and you, I mean. We kind of feel after every episode that we're much better, much better, much better, blah, blah, blah. But I really thought that was a good one. Yeah. It's a work in progress with us. And I don't know. I think adding more voices to it kind of makes it entertaining, especially when you and Nico are just bouncing off each other like like brothers and siblings. No, oh, as do. we do. As you would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so keep going with your take, sorry? No, it's okay. Um, I was going to say, like, I remember when Ryan Tannehill, like, started his first year with Adam Gase, and I mean... Dolphins were a playoff team. Don't give him credit for that. I, I mean, like, I will say that J.H.I. might have had, like, a good play in that because he, you know, they, they relied on him to be a bell cow. But looking at it, I still think the Tannehill has a lot of potential left in, in Miami. I don't. I think they could package Jarvis Landry and get rid of Tannehill in a heartbeat by getting someone like a Josh Rosen for someone that is a high first-round pick, but they're not going to – they'd no have to package no one's a lot. Ta- no one's going to take Tannehill if he's recovering from ACL surgery. I feel yeah, like but that's they gonna... could just cut him. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, that wouldn't be logistically smart. He'd be a good backup. At the end of the day, though, Tannehill is not a starting quarterback in the NFL if you want to win a championship. Okay. No, that's a fair statement. Um I, I am kind of interested to see what the Miami offense is going to look like, though, next year because if they do trade Jarvis Landry, they did just trade – um. JHI, so you're looking at it as like um, your number one all number one back is Kenyon Drake, who who played unbelievable. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake played very very well. Um, and then your number one receiver is Devonte Parker, who I remember a lot of people had high hopes for him last year, and he was very slow to kind of catch on. But I think that's mostly because like if you when you have Jarvis Landry in the slot and you can kind of rely on him to be the guy that's gonna like get you True. the consistent production. And Parker's I do worry a lot about um, Devonte Parker's. Just ability all around. I don't think he's that. I think he's good. Can he stay healthy? Like, there's a lot of questions around this guy. That mm-hmm. can he stay healthy? Does he need a quarterback to succeed? This and that. And it's just, I like Devonte Parker. I think he's a good go up and get it type of guy. Right. I don't think he is 
a world changer the way they've prepped him no, to be for the past couple no, of years. No, absolutely not. I, I completely agree with you. Parker's not really the guy that I could see being like a a difference maker in the passing game. He's he's kind of like um, – he has the same like comparison to uh, Kelvin Benjamin to me. Okay. Yeah, like that. That's kind of how I like I compare the two. Like Benjamin is is a good player, but he's not someone that's going to be like a a big difference maker. I think when the See, one the only reason I, I thought Kelvin Benjamin was at the Carolina one, the one year right the one year he was healthy and all Cam had to do was just kind of toss it up and watch Benjamin kind of like leap over a an, an undermanned corner. I could probably see it, but yeah. Now if you look at Benjamin, he's in Buffalo with Tyrod. I mean. I, I don't know. I just kind of feel like I compare the two of them pretty easily. Like their games are kind of similar. And I and Benjamin doesn't really have the high end speed that you want. But neither does Parker. Parker's not really much of a burner when you look at it. He's more length. Yeah, yeah. You're, I mean, yeah. And I thought that he would thrive a little bit more with Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. who used to love throwing those Brandon Marshall, Sean Jeffrey deep balls. Um, but it seemed that Kenny Stills was the guy this year. Yeah, which was really odd. I wasn't expecting Kenny Stills to be the guy. What that do you think about? Um, Matt Forte retiring. It's kind of sad because I, I mean, like I remember he was the Bears' offense for God, I don't even know how long. I well, mean, he was today's running back before today's running back. Like he was. Whew. Was he ahead of his? You would say he was ahead yes, of his time. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, he's had the most all-purpose yards since coming into the league out of anybody current, like from his start to now. Right. Um, he was. Shady before Shady, he was Lev before Lev. Like he didn't have the patience of Lev, but he had that I am a wide receiver that can also run your ass over. He was underappreciated, I feel like. Well, I think he was on a team that was going nowhere. Because right. you look at that offense, Martellus Bennett, Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler. Good offense. That's a great that's a good that offense a if you know good what to do with offense. it. Yeah. I don't think Cutler is the type of guy that wants to he's not gonna run through a wall for you, and I get that. Like, uh, big football guy. Like, look at this douche. Like, yeah, there's other things in life. But if you if you were to put, like, somebody that's comparable to Jay Cutler, if you would put Derek Carr on that team, that's a Super Bowl team. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Someone that's similar in the talent but a different mentality. Carr's got that leadership trait, though. Well, if you put Carson been... Wentz on that team. Now, that this season's a little bit of an outlier because Carson was an MVP candidate. Right. But um, think about those guys. Like, if you had someone with the mentality that was like, we are this good, this is how good we're going to be, I love playing football, it, I think it'd be a different career for all of them. Mm. I feel like it's kind of hard to gauge the love of football for, you know, certain football well, players. Well, Jay Cutler, zero. <laughs> I, I guess that's a fair statement. Um, but, but no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think Matt Forte was well ahead of his time, and he wasn't – he never got – like he was never put in the right situation. Like he was with the Bears, and I kind of you feel like that with that offense, he seemed kind of misplaced because he wasn't necessary. Yep, hundred percent. Like, yeah, that's a good. Like, yeah, in a weird way, if Jordan Howard was the running back during that time with Cutler, uh, Bennett, and Jeffrey and Marshall, I feel like that would have been a better fit. Kind of, you know. I could agree with that. Yeah, and like, and also, I mean, Matt Forte got kind of like the the shit end of the stick when he got when he was signed with the Jets because Jets just have I don't even the know what, I don't even know just, how to describe not that a good I don't even know form. how to describe that offense like it's just it, it, what is it you know like I thought like Forte was going to be like the main ball carrier like I even remember that one game against Buffalo where he had three touchdowns in one game and we were like oh okay yeah there's the Matt Forte we were expecting and remember but <laughs> but no like it it just never happened and it, 
it's kind of disheartening, you know. Like Forte was definitely. It definitely is. It's sad. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I would I would argue that he had a great career. There's nothing like more we can say. Like I kind of I wish he was in a better situation. That's what I wish a lot of guys were like. But no, like Forte was definitely someone that I I think is gonna be missed. He yeah. was he was definitely kind of like the first in the generation of what running backs are now. So what do you think about um, Frank Gore retiring? What well, I, I, I he didn't retire. No. Um, no, I I think the Colts he, just decided they wanted to move past him. Thought yeah. that was interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I remember you saying that. I feel like it's probably because they they want to go with Marlon Mack as their number one. Well, I I said that. Well, I like Marlon Mack, and Elsass is hard on him. But don't get me wrong, Marlon Mack was great at USF, but um, I think that they just think that they are a team stuck in the mud and they need to make the best of Andrew Luck's years. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try their ass off to get Saquon Barkley. And I know that sounds like a dumb thing to say because every team is going to try their ass off to get Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. But really, I think if the Colts think that they they get them, they're a Super Bowl team. Which is sad because their defense is atrocious. No, absolutely. No, this, this is the year that, like... If the Colts do not get like some defensive help, up well, there, I then think something wrong. The smart guy for them is Bradley Chubb. Oh, absolutely. That's everyone is picking it, but it, it, in a weird way, I'm kind of nervous about that because I remember, I remember the year when the Chargers had the third overall pick. Everyone thought they were going to take either Ronnie Stanley or Laramie Tunsil. Literally, every analyst was mocking that, and then all of a sudden, Joey Bosa. Well, in in the defense of every analyst ever, we've never seen a Laramie Tunsil bong rip. Before the draft, you know what I mean. Like that was that was an anomaly. That was amazing, though. By the way, poor guy, but he ended up in Miami, which got Jay Ajayi Uh a lot of money. Indeed, indeed. So some other people that we want to talk about. Who who else? I mean, Ziggy Anza was a big one, but he got franchise tagged, and he's going to sign that. And I I I hope he stays in Detroit because I love that team. I love Matt Stafford. I I really I'm really interested to see what Matt Patricia does with them. I'm true. Yeah. The weird thing about Anza is that. You get those flashes, but you never kind of see the type of player that I feel like he can be if he. I think he could be Indomitian Sue. I think he could. Well, they they played differently because Sue was more of a defensive tackle and Anso. I, okay, yes, yeah, so, true. Yeah. I I guess I mean more in presence. Okay. Um, just because they're on the same franchise and what they meant to that defense, but you're right, they are very different right. positions. No, I, mean. I I agree with you. I I mean I think that um I think Ansa can have the same impact. It's just for some reason that since he's been in the league, you see the glimpses. I remember the game. I think it was one of the Thanksgiving Day games. He had like three. He had three sacks in one game, and like I could see, yeah. uh, I could see that. There's pass. nothing better than Matt Stafford and baby blue and iron on us. Freaking Thanksgiving! Yeah, day. it's like it's like right before you're about <sighs> to like get chow down Dude, with your Thanksgiving, family and stuff. Thanksgiving is the greatest holiday. What's your favorite? What is the greatest holiday in your opinion? Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I don't see like I get in this argument all the time. I'm like, look, I don't have to buy anyone presents. Nope. No one has to buy me anything. No one's wondering anything. You show up at a house. You drink. You get drunk. Mm-hmm. You eat all the stuffing gravy you could ever want, which is literally if I like I love mashed potatoes and turkey. But and sweet potato learned that was a good thing the past year. Sweet potatoes are good. Didn't know about those. But either with pecans or marshmallows on top. Shout oh, it has out. to be super sweet. Shout out to my aunt for that, by the way. But yeah, dude, swear on my life, if I could just have stuffing and gravy every day of my life, oh my god, I would do it. You blow up like a balloon, but it'd be funny. Nah, I am a balloon, and I am proud <laughs> to be a balloon. 
Um, Balloons are fun, man. There's not a better holiday. Like what? I mean, Christmas is a lot of people's favorite because no, Christmas everyone's is too happy. Fucking, Christmas is too fucking stressful, man. It's too expensive. Exactly. Like, no, thanks. no one's asking me to do what I do. No one's asking me to spend money. No one's asking this and that. And that's I understand that. So like, it's on you, blah blah. blah. But at the end of the day, no. like, I mean, five gift exchanges. I'm in a, like a caring relationship where we do a lot for each other. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and it's it's more with traveling and trips and stuff. Right. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, Easter's fun, but it's not the same of fact um st patrick's day is great but i don't put that in the same category right yeah i mean easter's gonna be fun for me this year because i can because i can drink all day that's just me but i have been four deer four four deer beer beer deers four beers deep because greg can't drink any so i've been trying to drink all the beers well first off how do you think i feel from this perspective because we're going to toronto this weekend my friends went to tour the lobat brewery facility i'm furious because Labatt Wait, is... that's, that's like, that's kind a, of dumb. Sorry, I don't mean to, like, say No, that no, weird. no, no. I mean, like, it's it's just like you tour the facility and then you get free samples during throughout the entire Yeah, thing. but I guess, and this is kind of an ignorant statement, but how many beers does Labatt have? Two, I mean, but they're good ones, <laughs> yeah. though. That's the point. That's the point. Like, Why I do you lo- need samples of the two beers Be- I've had Because Labatt is one of the few beers that I find... Perfect. Which is, is no. So it's like I remember stumbling around. Greg and I met at Slippery Rock University. I remember stumbling around an inline hockey party at Slippery Rock. And just the massive amount of cans of Labatt everywhere. No, I had brought like Natty Ice, and this was my freshman year. And there was an unopened Labatt on the table, and I cracked it and drank it. And I was like, this is the best beer ever. Yes. Now, hindsight 2020, it's because I was drinking a shit beer. Yes. But I will, I will never ever go back to Natty or Natty Ice. Thank you very much. I mean, I will when I want to just black out in two beers. <laughs> so basically, you're saying that from now on, whenever I'm allowed to drink and we do two beers deep recordings, I should just get Natty Ice for you. Twelve beers deep. <laughs> Shout out to Sammy on that one. Twelve beers deep. Um, what do you? Uh, what do you? Uh, where's uh? Where's uh? Where's uh? Where's, uh, where's, uh, where's, uh AJ going? Because Dre brought up, shout out to Dre, thoughts on the bench, NFL draft analyst and Major League Baseball analyst. Um, oh, you got him for baseball? Yeah, he'll do baseball. He was down at spring training when he was in Florida. That's why they went. Oh, is that what you said, bougie yeah. Florida, man? Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Dre, man. Thank you. He said that the Cleveland Browns have major interest in A.J. McCarron, which would add um, credence to my buddy Austin's theory that the Browns misinterpreted when they had to send the fax and to make McCarron a free agent instead of a restricted free agent. Yeah, I I want you to clear this up for me because yeah. you were talking about that in the group chat with me, you and Basically, Dre, and I like and I, I understood what you were saying, but I'm trying to like figure out okay, how yeah. the hell did like cuz the only thing that I could interpret from it is that well, the McCarron Brown, the Browns were going to make the trade, but then yes. they realized he was a free agent and it was like, okay, why would we waste a second round pick on this guy when we can get him for free? Okay. So here's where in the theory world, you're wrong. All right, go ahead. And it's not due was to it, lack of trying or anything. Was it's it just, because he's a, res- he was originally restricted, so, but this is now unrestricted because he was a restricted free agent. The Browns said in this theory, if we go through this entire trade, and then we don't actually do it. We wait till the last minute. Okay. AJ McCarron can file through law that the team wanted to trade him and that they didn't want him, putting him from a restricted free agent to a free agent. Okay. So the Browns had no intention ever for trading for him. Okay. They just made a package that the Bengals wanted. 
Okay. Got the like they got them to accept the package, didn't send in the paperwork, so that AJ McCarron could file to be a free agent, so the Browns could pay him more money because they didn't have to give up players or draft picks. So it's like they spoke to AJ McCarron and they're like, hey, like here's everything that's gonna happen. We need you to file for it, and then you're gonna come over here, make this much money, and be our starting quarterback. Now, if they ever spoke to AJ McCarron, or if this is even true, I completely suggestive but i mean it's a good right. it's a good i mean it all adds up because everyone made fun of cleveland missing on him and it right that right sense. that was like kind of like the nail in the coffin for the front office staff essentially because like I, I mean like i remember when that happened champions we talked a lot of football let's talk about soccer game <laughs> real madrid hands psg their first home loss since 2016 i got so confused because it wasn't a heineken you held up as I, a I mean, I don't um so i don't know Go ahead. I, oh man um I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, begin at the beginning. Begin at the beginning. Dun, 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 uh, Real Madrid handing... Um, Real Madrid... I, Jesus, I don't even know where to begin. I'm sorry. Like I, I don't know what to, to what to say with this. It's just like... I'm surprised that PSG was able to... Just didn't go through like that. Sorry. I don't know what more to talk about with this because it's like you brought up the Champions League. I know I did, and I was like, and I was like, you know what? I'm excited because we have because you wanted to talk about Southampton. You know you can go fuck yourself on Oops. that one. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Um. Well, did not... you see Manu's game yesterday? Against highlights. Uh, Crystal. Against, against Crystal. Yes. Thank you very much. By wow. the way. Wow. Thank you very much because you say that. So that might have been. I I helped my dad flip his shed over because it fell. <laughs> Shut up, Chipper. <laughs> and we watched the last half hour of that game. Man or Manu was down two nothing. Right, and they was going into Ooh. going to the second half too. My God, that was the greatest comeback I've seen in a long time. Just between Lukaku's goal was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But, dude, oh, my God, Matic ripping one in the upper corner in extra time. Yeah. Unbelievable. Huge, huge win for United. Yes, we are staying in second place. for the, like, There's no catching City, and that's okay. Well, I mean, at least you got a couple other things you could look forward to. You got FA Cup. Well, and the big one is getting to Champions League next year. Getting to Champions League, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, like, that's kind of what you're rolling with right now. But, I mean, did Mourinho just basically kind of just, like, throw it off to the side in his press conference, essentially, just, like, no sell it? Didn't actually stay around for that. Had to leave. Beat city traffic. I was going to say, like, I was going to say, I could see, I could totally see Mourinho just kind of, like, not even remarking how great of a comeback it was and was just, like, just have, like, this stone face going on the entire Who's Southampton play this weekend? Uh, Um, We play Liverpool. You play Liverpool. Uh, yeah. Which is a 6 o'clock game, but you'll be in Toronto. I was going to say if you want to go to Piper's at 6. <sighs> we haven't been to Piper's in a long season, actually. This is depressing. I might just go. I'm so sad right now. But Actually, I might. Actually, I mean, actually, I might <laughs> go get some breakfast. Actually, the weekend of Sa- the weekend of Paddy's is FA Cup. Well, sorry, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Cause like I was, um, cause I was following the FA Cup and I saw that uh, Wigan somehow pulled the upset on Man City and that's who Southampton was drawn against. Oh yeah, so, like, I when forgot I saw, about that. So when I saw, so when I saw Wigan pull off a miracle and take the victory, I immediately texted my brother and I was like, "We dodged a fucking." <laughs> Who's bullet. your brother like? Like Southampton, like he's the reason that like I started following Premier League besides you. 
And then when I started learning about a lot of the fran- a lot of the clubs, does Gil know you're on a podcast? No, he does not actually. Why? I don't know. Just don't have to tell him everything. I'm private about. Okay, it. yeah, this is the one thing you should tell him. No, like I, so. I'm I'm private about shit. So like it's just yeah, it's very different I, though. I I know, but like I, but no, like my my brother's kind of the reason that like I enjoy watching Southampton because like I appreciate the fact that they're essentially like how a lot of baseball teams are where you develop your talent and then they either or even you buy low and sell high on guys like Virgil van Dyke, Luke like, Shaw, like Luke Shaw, like a lot of these other previous guys. Lalana. If, if they sell Mario Lamina, this, who else have they sold besides Van Dyke, Shaw, Lalana? Um, there's uh, a, another big name, isn't there? They sold Ricky Lambert. I remember. Yeah. That. Ricky yeah. Lambert. Um, uh, Morgan. Uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember who else. It was a big one. I know, man. You bought like a couple guys from us. Oh, uh, uh, Sadio Mane. Yes, Mane yeah. was the big one. I couldn't yes. think. Yeah, Sadio Mane. Mane to Liverpool might have been the biggest like actual workout. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, because Van Dyke is solid for Liverpool, but he's vastly overpaid. Luke Shaw has been an injury-prone guy the same way that we all thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Lalana was good at first, but he's... Eh, eh. Yeah. Sané by far has been, I think, the Well, the, the biggest... Best. I mean, the biggest is Gareth Bale. That's just like... There's like, there's like no denying that one. <laughs> yes. Okay. Touche. Yeah. yeah the, the biggest tush, is Gareth tushy. Bale. Yeah. Touche. Um, all right. What's next, Greg? What next? What else you got? Well, I mean, what what beer are you on? You on your third or stuff? Keep rolling. Well, I'm on my second. <laughs> well, I just finished my second, but there's 16-ounce pounders. Because, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome for that, by the way. I don't like that. You don't like the pounders? I mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll remember that next time. All right, talk about basketball or something. <laughs> Let's talk about some NBA, man. Well, first off, actually, before we get to the NBA, March Madness is next week, man. You pumped? You excited? Yes. I enjoy making. 32 brackets and <laughs> all of them failing in the round of 16. Uh, I no, I, I, I'm going to – I know when I make a bracket, I'm going to pick Duke. Um, but I know they're not going to win. Like, it's it's the sweetest thing of, like, they have the best players, in my opinion, and Grayson Allen's a senior, and he's not going to go down without a fight. And they have Coach K, who I think is – I think Coach K is the best college basketball coach I've ever seen. I do. I, I, um, I, I can agree with that. Um I, I'm looking at it this year, and I mean, like, I tell you every year, I'm always going to say I'm going to try and follow college basketball yeah. more, so I'm more prepared for the tournament. And every year, I don't. Oh, so it's I'm, impossible. So I'm literally, like, I, I literally will go home on Selection Sunday. I will watch Bracketology all fucking night so I know every little Bracketology thing. Bracketology's fun. Bracketology's a lot of fun, especially when they bring Dickie V on and he just won't shut up about North Carolina Duke. It's awesome, baby! Dude, awesome, the baby. madness! The madness! Baby. Yeah, so I, I, Bracketology is kind of like my bread and butter when it comes to picking all that stuff, but True. yeah. Uh, but no, actually, the, the team I really like this year, just because I like how they play, I like Virginia. Yeah, but Virginia always does well and always screws up. Well, no, I mean, like, the way I... They do, though. I I get it, but, like, the way I'm looking at this is that, like, this is a senior-heavy team. They play defense, like, nonstop, and it's just kind of one of those teams that it's very rare that when you go into tournament play that the best overall, like, NBA players will succeed. The last time I think I saw that was probably the Kentucky team that had Anthony Davis and Michael K. Girl. They didn't. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought you were going to go the Cat team. I instantly no, 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 went not... back to that, which was 
if they would have won, that would have been the greatest college basketball team of all time. Oh yeah, I could agree with that. But it's like, but in the end though, when you get to the tournament play, you always run into like that that roadblock of like a team that's just been together for so long. Like I remember Kentucky's roadblock was Wisconsin. Yep, Senior Frank Kaminsky, Sam Decker, Nigel Hayes. So yeah, I like, forgot about him. Yeah, so. so like that that was a good team, and it's just it's just always going to be a thing moving forward. So I like Virginia. Um, I could see Michigan State maybe going on a run, but Michigan State is one of those teams that also always just disappoints every year. Every year. I do like Yeah, Miles. they never. I mean, when they had Valentine, I thought they had a chance. Yeah. I like Miles Bridges, though. I like him a lot, actually. So I could see him doing well. Um, Villanova is always someone you got to look at. Jalen Brunson's having a hell of a year. So, I mean, I mean, the sky's the limit for when it comes to the tournament. But in the end, it's always kind of like it's always just. I don't just, even know if they're in the tournament. But you know who my, my – I think they are. Who? Who my team is. Alabama. Oh, uh, with uh, Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton. And mm-hmm. then I had to look the name up. Um, the other guy that I loved on that squad was John Petty. There's, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. guard. I, I watched a game of them. The two of them were just shooting up threes, mm-hmm. and it was unbelievable, actually. Like, it was it was really great. And I really think that team, if – and I, I know I hate to say if they're in, but mm-hmm. I don't even know. There's like six million teams in this freaking – Colin Sexton is is definitely a lottery pick. He's like he's a point guard who's got some length on yes, him. Yes, yeah, he's your your Greek freak esque type player, which can be like a drive slash point guard. He's not Greek freak, but he, he has that same kind of like large point guard mentality. No, no, and he's kind of like the perfect in between when you talk about like like a smaller point guard and then the Greek freak. It's like. I don't want to say he's average, but I would want to say that he's got he's got the length to be a really good point guard. He just needs someone to kind of like teach him defense. I Where think. does Trey Young have to go to succeed in the NBA? Um, here's what I'm struggling. Considering the like the bad teams that actually have a shot at him. Oh God. Uh, and I mean you can name any. I mean, it don't. Kill yourself thinking about what who's gonna win the lottery. And no, I'm wins. just I'm just thinking about like the really bad teams this year and like where he would fit. It's basically the Suns, the Nets, and then everyone else. Well, the Nets don't have a first round pick because it goes to the Cavs. Ooh. If the Cavs got that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. That might be the only way LeBron ever stays is if they get. Is if they draft Trey Young? Honestly. Yeah, I feel like well, first off, like in terms of prospects this year, I kind of think that it's. It's gonna. It's gonna Martin be Martin Bagley, Bagley from and Duke, um, Ayton from Michael Arizona. Porter, Michael Jr., Porter, yeah. um, um, the kid from Madrid, Luca something yeah, from Real Madrid. I heard, I heard good things about him. Uh, yeah, Colin Sexton, Miles Bridges, Jalen Brunson, the guys we just talked about, they're gonna be yeah. up there too. Um, but yeah, I don't see him fitting with the Suns because I, I feel like Devin Booker is kind of like that player oh, already. So so, I mean, they, they really don't need it. I mean, unless they want to do, like, a Splash Brothers 2.0 in Phoenix. I can see Which that. Which they should. It worked well for the... I mean, look, think about when you first heard Splash Brothers. Yep. Oh, that's cute. Two guards just shooting threes. Yeah, but here's the thing. And though. they changed the sport. Yeah, but they were two different... They were kind of different. Like, Steph was definitely, like, the, the guy that would post up from everywhere. But Clay Thompson was, like... Clay Thompson was a three-pointer, but he still had length on him. So does Devin. He's kind, of, he's kind of undersized. Though. In that situation, though, if Trey Young is Trey Young, yeah. Devin Booker is Clay Thompson. He's a better Clay Thompson, but he's, he's Clay young. Thompson. Okay, he's younger. Yeah, I could see that. I yeah, you know what? Then all right, Trey Young probably would need either the Suns or the Cavs to succeed. Because does he Ca- succeed if he goes to? I'm trying to think of other bad team. Does he succeed if he goes to the Mavericks? 
Mm. Me, no. Nah, because Dennis Smith is kind of like the primary ball handler. Yep. He strikes me as someone who's not going to want to pass Does it off he succeed to. if he goes to the Heat? I mean, the Heat aren't bad this year, so that's kind of different, but... Uh, I'm just naming teams right now, yeah. Nah, because uh, the way I look at it, like the Heat are more like a physical type of team. Kings. No, because Deer and Fox will be the primary ball handler there. Clippers. Plus, they got Buddy Heald. Uh, they don't really have guard play, so I mean, I could see it working Charlotte. for Clippers. Charlotte could work, especially because Kemba Walker is a free agent, so they're not really going to – I don't think they're going to re-up him, and plus they need talent. I could see that. Um, you know where one, I'd love the, to see him? Where? New Orleans. If you That'd gave Anthony Davis any guard that can function in the NBA, you win a championship. How is it that the Pelicans have not tried to get him guard? I don't know. Anthony I Davis don't by far is, I think, the third, if not – higher best player in the NBA. I think Andy Davis is being wasted. I hate everything Anthony Davis is doing because he is putting up 51 points on a triple-double, and literally the team is getting him nothing. And I think it's well, pathetic. okay, I will say this about the Pelicans. Like, I mean, DeMarcus Cousins did go down. So, I mean, I, I it was kind of a struggle to watch yeah, them I play. Mean, even was, with DeMarcus Cousins, get him a guard. Well, here's the thing. Get though. him any guard. Here's my point, though. Anthony Davis... With the Pelicans, he was just they just won eight straight games. He was dominating recently. They moved up to I think top five in the West. So I mean, like they're getting there. I'm not saying get him a what? What if you get Gordon Jordan? Oh, the then heat. The heat, that that's fine. Then you got a primary ball handler that can actually you have take a, some a mediocre guard that'll make Anthony Davis that much better. I can agree with that. I mean, who is their primary ball handler right now? Anyway, is it is it Drew Holiday? Is it still Drew Holiday? I'm you talk to the Google machine. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I can see Trey Young doing well there. I feel like um, when they drafted Buddy Heald, they kind of wanted him to be that. Yeah, I don't think he's that. ever. They literally the Kings traded for Boogie with Buddy because they were like, he's going to be the next Steph Curry. And I was like, you're all going to lose all your jobs. <laughs> um, yeah, Buddy or Buddy Drew Holiday's still there. Frank Jackson, never heard of him, is a guard there. Um Etwan Moore is a guard. Rajon Rondo, who is hurt, is a guard there. Yeah, that's, um, Ian Clark, who I actually like. Okay. And Charles Cook. Hmm. Like, come on. Even Rondo. Yeah. No, none of them are good. Yeah, New Orleans needs a fucking point guard. They always have. I, I just don't get it because, I mean, like, it's not like their front office is that bad. And you know what? Realistically, not even a point guard. Just a guard. <laughs> just a guard. Takes. Just either a guy that can shoot threes that is supposed to and is not seven foot like Anthony Davis, or a guy that literally just needs to dribble. Mm-hmm. I would love to see D'Anthony Ru- or D'Angelo Russell there. I would love to That'd see. There's so I would love to see Emmanuel Mudiay there. I actually Ooh. would have been happy to see Emmanuel Mudiay with Chris Upsworzingis in New York but, if Zop doesn't go down. Oh, I'm so pissed about that. I like Mudiay in New York. Actually, kind of. I think like, Mudiay is a good guard. I think he's I a great really guard. Do. I think it's just like a weird situation with the Nuggets because they just have so much. Like the Nuggets are a cancer. Well, what's they'll fun? never be good. Actually, they might make playoffs this year because Jokic has been playing out of. His I mind. love Joe. Why, why is Jokic not get the um, respect he deserves? Can't pronounce his name. That's why. why. <laughs> I'm dead ass, dude. Why onto the Kunpo not become a household name until this year? Because people didn't know he had a nickname, Greek Freak. Greek Freak. It's, it's, I mean, you know, about the Nuggets, I like Murray. I do. I do too. Um, 
He's not Murray's not a primary ball handler though. Who's our, don't they have another good guard or am I crazy? Uh no no you're not crazy. Um Fuck Gary Harris. Yes, I like Harris a lot. Yep. I remember that. Um Actually, you know what who would be a guy that is a believe is a free agent this year that could use a change of scenery because he hasn't gotten a lot of chances. Derek Rose. Dante Axel. Okay, I don't hate that. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, what's he gonna do in Utah now? Because what about Trey Burke? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that name too. Because he came know. out of Utah, but I like Dante Exum much more than Trey Burke. Yeah, has. Exum at least has like some. Exum's got some talent, but he just hasn't really been able to. Stay what about healthy. Isaiah Thomas? That Lakers drop him. Pelicans pick him up on a half contract. Dude. Lake, Lakers already said they're not. They're probably not retaining him. No, so I guess. Of course not. Yeah, that makes sense. He's five foot six, and he's like thirty. <laughs> I love, I love the thing when he got traded when he when his agent told him that he's not coming off the bench. Motherfucker, you are coming off the bench yeah. on that team. Come on, let's be real about that. It just, I love it's story. I love him as a guy. Right, he's been playing very well for the Lakers. I have yeah. to say that. But realistically, like, he's that type of guy that is in a weird situation where. You're always gonna get traded for the younger guy. You just right. are. Like you're never. No one's ever gonna seek him out for a championship situation. Mm-hmm. Hence why it was okay to get Kyrie. Hence why it was okay to trade him away from Cleveland without giving him. They didn't. They didn't give him a real shot in Cleveland. Are no, they didn't. Me? Well, he was also he was also hurt. Like for most part of the year, but when they did play, like I guess they just didn't click. But yeah. no, I get it. You know who I would actually like to see, and it'll never happen in New Orleans. We're, is, talking, um, we're talking guard-wise? So? Guard, yeah. Okay. Sean Livingston from Oklahoma. Or Oklahoma, wow. Golden State, excuse me. Okay. No, I, I, I love Livingston. I remember watching Livingston play with the Clippers when they when, was, when Elton Brand was like the, the main guy there. He was pretty good. And I think he had that freak accident injury that well, kind of screwed him. He would always talk about like how he would, he's been cut before Christmas like three different years. Where like the NBA cut scene was like December 3rd or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he would always be like, well, I'm cut. Like, that was a great Christmas. And he, he like, started crying when he finally found this Warriors team, not because they were winners, but, but because he he was a guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he was a staple point on a team. Right. And it just it shows the journey because he's not the score. He's just, like, he reminds me of Andre Iguodala, but he's a guard. Right. Like, he's not the score. He's not the driver. He's not. He's just everything. He's like Mario when you play Super Smash Bros. That's it. You're That's just good at everything, man. Yeah. I mean, that there is a reason why he was a, why he was a top five pick when he came out. Like, it's not like he didn't have the repertoire to be a good guard in the NBA. It was just like, maybe it was more of just the fact that he's an all-around performer. He won't excel in something, but you know what you're going to get with him. What's your favorite episode of The Office? God, off the top of my head. Yeah, we've been um, talking too much about sports. I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Psych. I never get bored about sports, but the you. listeners do. Oh, the uh, the the diversity. Um, and we can just name episodes. It's not oh, a big. The, oh, the diversity one easily. Like the first season where they have the. Who's the guy? What are you talking about? He had a late night show. The guy that comes in to talk about. Uh, like he used to have one, or. I mean, the the diversity episode where the um, the guy comes in to talk about, um, well, obviously diversity, but he he's from an outside entity, right? Yeah, I believe so. But like, I didn't know if you're saying like he he has a late show now or something. He or... did for a little. Craig mi- Craig Ferguson? No, 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 no. He's not. He's literally just in that episode. 
And he had like a, a late night comedy show. Larry Wilmore. Oh, Larry Wilmore, oh, the guy. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. He yeah. had a late night comedy show where he had people from a topic right, to right. extremely was, different people, and yeah, they would talk it was, about it. It was very. Um, yeah, it was. I remember it because it replaced uh, Colbert when uh, Colbert went to CBS. It but was it, actually. Um, it didn't stay. It didn't show. stay on Wasn't long. That but good, no. It didn't stay on long, but he had some like really good points. I remember when it was a great show for actual conversation. The nightly show with Larry Wilmore. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, it was people basically. It was two hundred fifty nine episodes. Holy shit! Yeah, it went long, but I think it was just like. I mean, well, it was like let's talk about gun violence. We have someone from the NRA, and we have someone from the school that just got right. shot. Like it, it was actually very informational. I really enjoyed it, and a lot of it was comedy. But diversity episode was so funny. How they put oh, the names on their heads. And he's oh, like, I oh, love. Hello, Kelly. Oh, I want love... a cookie from my store. And he <laughs> smacked them. Oh, I love when uh, Pam is when Pam is telling Dwight that he's a terrible driver and then Pam, and then Dwight's just like, oh my god, am I a woman? <laughs> I, I cried. You know, the first episode that really got me into the show was uh, in season one as well. It was basketball. Oh my god, where he picks Stanley because he's black. Well, Stanley, we got a little, uh, we got a little urban vibe, a little diversity. <laughs> and Stanley dribbles the ball with one hand. Oh one hand gosh. and his other arm's just like holding it. Oh up. my gosh, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, Kevin actually can shoot. Yeah, Kevin said, I have a driveway in my yard. He's like, I don't care. I, I honestly, the early episodes are so funny to me compared to the newer ones because like. I love the early ones because they actually, they. Um, well, there's no character development. There's no character development, but also a lot of the stuff was ad lib. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the stuff was very improv, even though like most of them ended up being writers on the show still. But but like look at Kevin from then until like the very end where he's like like the episode where they I forgot I don't know the episode but like when Oscar finds a dog in a car and he's like everybody look there's a dog in the car and Kevin goes okay I'm gonna go in my car and lock the door when I die I'm gonna honk three times that means save the dog like he just never would have that many lines like it's so funny that the character development and i think of a lot of it has to do with steve Carell leaving the show or being prepared to leave the show yeah they started to prepare other characters just to prepare for him leaving mm-hmm. i thought that was so genius also reminds me about kind of midway through the office run where they introduced holly I don't know know why, but for some reason, I always liked the episodes that Holly was in because I liked the interaction of her and Michael. I hated when she came back during the Christmas episode where she was still dating AJ or whatever. Like, it it wasn't that I hated it. It was just such a staple. And you could tell it was like a very serious staple point to the show. Right. It was that it was just like, damn, there goes all the weird fun. For an episode. Like, yeah, I'll get it next episode. Not a big deal. But, like, there goes all the hijinks and whatnot. Right. I mean, I liked how they kind of, how they brought her back in, like, the first scene with her and Michael together. They're, like, talking in, like, they're talking in, like, um, in Yoda voices. Oh, yeah, that was good. I thought that was great. So I thought that was kind of, like, a a way to remind us, hey, Holly's back. Michael is, you know, happy and fun and stuff like that. So it's, it's good. But, um... Off the top of my head, a couple other episodes. Um, it's season three, where him, Jim, and um, fuck, what was Rashida Jones's character's name? Karen. Karen. Yeah. When, when they go to when they go to New York to um, oh yeah, that was good. Interview for the same job, and then um, and then Jan gets fired because of uh, <laughs> the relationship, and she goes on a rant about how is it because of these? Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was good. No, I honestly, Jen's character was funny. I like the actress. Yeah, she was just a horrible person when you think about it. Oh yeah. Oh, well, she God. wasn't until she was. Like at the beginning, she wasn't horrible. She was just the boss. Yeah. And then even when they started first dating, it was just like the Chili's episode. Well, we okay. So the Chili's episode. But when they started, for, even at David Wallace's party, mm-hmm. like she wasn't even that bad at David Wallace's house where Michael brought pasta salad or potato salad or whatever it was. <laughs> like she wasn't even that bad then. But when they started dating, you could tell she was bad. But yeah, I mean. I'll never forget the scene where, like, I think he brought the camera crew into his condo, and then all of a sudden you just see Jam passed out on the bed, like, just looking like a drunk, disheveled self. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, I, I, I will never forget that, just kind of because I thought, okay, this is definitely the character that <laughs> we were expecting her to be. What movie should Leonardo DiCaprio have won an Oscar for? Uh, Hang on, basically everyone. Like, let me, you like, think about it in your head while I... Because I feel like I have a picture here of... Because there was a picture that came out of him and Kobe. Okay, I got it. Um, First off, just while yeah. we're on the subject of Leo, did you hear about the new movie he's going to be doing with You... With, it was a, Quarant, a Tarantino yep. gangster movie? It kind of. It's taking place in 1969. He It's him and Brad Pitt. And the, the story is that like he's playing a... He's playing like an older actor who was like famous in the 40s for being in westerns. Brad Pitt is playing his stunt double. And the story is going to be taking place during like the Marilyn Manson. Not Marilyn Manson. Uh, Charles Manson stuff. I'm sorry. Charles Manson stuff. And uh, Leo apparently lived next to the woman that uh, Charles Manson's followers Jesus. Uh, murdered. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to do it. I heard they're trying to get Margot Robbie to play the woman, which I like a lot. Obviously. Because I, I love Margot Robbie, but... I'm going to find it interesting, but the reason I brought that up is just because, first off, he was fantastic in Django Unchained. So, let me read you the list of movies Leonardo DiCaprio was in that he did not win an Oscar. Because he won an Oscar for The Revenant. Yes, because he had to get attacked by a bear in order to win a fucking Oscar. Movies that Leo did not win an Oscar for. The Basketball Diaries. Did you see? Uh, It was his first movie. Probably not. Unbelievable. Okay. Romeo and Juliet. The one with uh, Claire Dance? I, th- I think. I don't okay. know. He was good in it. Okay. The Quick and the Dead, I did not see. Never saw. The Man in the Iron Mask, I did not see. I've seen that. That's a very good movie. He plays, really? he plays two characters. Well, I guess I don't need to watch that one. <laughs> Marvin's Room, did not see. Nope. What's Eating Gilbert Grape, did not see. I've heard good things about it, though. Never saw it, though. He turned down another really big role for that one. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Titanic, I unfortunately have seen. Numerous times, I'm assuming? Sadly. <laughs> he is phenomenal. Shout out to Kaylee for that. Revolutionary Road, not seen. Mm-mm. Catch Me If You Can, obviously That's seen. That's a great movie. Gangs of New York. Great movie. Have seen. J. Edgar, have not seen, That's... but I know I need to. Yeah, J. Edgar, I've it's heard. about the start of the FBI, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, but it's, it's weird because uh, he's the only good thing of that movie. Ooh. Yeah, that's what makes sense. Um, the Aviator, have not seen. Good movie. Blood Diamond, have seen. Amazing. Good movie. The Departed, the Fantastic greatest movie of movie. all time. Fantastic Body movie. of Lies, no. Mm-mm. Inception, yes. Yep. Shutter Island, no. I've seen Shutter Island. That's a great movie. I know, I need to. Django Unchained, Fantastic obviously. Movie. Wolf of Wall Street, obviously. Yep. Great Gatsby, obviously. Yeah. Um, the movies that he should have won an Oscar for? Mm-hmm. You're telling me right now? Um, okay. Aviator, because he was, 
because he played Howard Hughes, and he also had to play a germaphobe. Okay. So there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think which other one. Um, I mean, personally, he could have got one for Great Gatsby. What a guy. Um, yeah, he, he should have got one for Django. He should have. He would have been. Yeah, but the problem is, is that um, Christoph Waltz was also in that movie, and he was great. I will tell you, Greg, Ori, that I am Christoph's Waltz, <laughs> and I, unlike most individuals in my position, do, in fact, enjoy the movie that he was a part of, <laughs> if you will. I love that guy. He's actually awesome. Oh, um, I thought he could have got one for The Departed. I thought he could have got one for Wolf, but Wolf isn't the type of movie they put up. I thought well, he should have got one for Inception. He did win... Um... He got a SAG for, like, a comedy for Wolf Wall Street. I know that. Um, but, yeah, Wolf wouldn't have been put up for it. Um, sh- the problem with Departed was, again, there was just so oh, many the fucking... There's so many good characters in that film. Matt Damon is excellent. Mark Wahlberg was fantastic in that, too. And um, Martin Short was also underrated. In that. No, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Fuck, I, I fucked that up. Um, I like Baldwin. No, not well. Him, <laughs> well, him, but like, who was um? Who Jack, was, like Leo's uh, contact point. Um, older guy, glasses. Yeah, no, I I see him in my face. I see him too. Fuck, I can't. It's remember. not Michael Douglas. Is no, it? no, it's not Michael. <laughs> Fuck, I can't think of his name. God damn it! I'm gonna get bombarded. For, I'm gonna get blasted for that probably, but I don't care. Um, well, five people. I yeah. I can. Hoorah. I can. I can actually name five movies off the top um, of my head. Shit, what's that guy's name? I can't think. He's Charlie Sheen's dad. I know that for sure. Martin Sheen. Fuck. Thank you. Why the fuck did I say Martin Short? Martin Scurly. Martin Scurly. Um. <laughs> how good was the movie Get Out? On a scale of one to awesome. It was awesome. Okay, good. The uh, did you see it? Oh yeah, God, like five times. Yeah, get Get Out is just one of those movies that you did not know what the fuck you were expecting, but then when you saw it and just like the craziness of it is just like, wow. I like I don't even know what to say about that. Well, first, <laughs> like I'm actually terrified now just at the thought of being hypnotized like that. That's the one thing right there. And then the second part is like, okay, you're basically telling me that I can live forever if I take a tiny part of my brain out and put it in someone else's body. Yeah, well, I think it was the whole brain. I thought it was just like one part of the brain that they took off and then placed. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought they just like gutted the whole entire brain. Mm -hmm. I mean, we never actually see the process. I don't think. Yeah. I found. I found that. Yeah, I found that crazy too, because like they were saying. um, they were, they were doing it for years or something like that just to, like, they could continuously live. Oh, that was creepy Let's as do fuck. a super, 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 because we're actually out of time, super quick draft. You pick the category. Uh, something mean, that we can do very quickly back and forth. Oh, I mean, it's easy for me. The one we were talking about earlier, the NBA Center one. <laughs> we have to. All right. We have to, just we'll, because. We'll, we'll sim it and talk about it for next episode. All right, you go Right first. now, we're drafting the all-time. So, Greg and I basically texted it earlier. <laughs> We're going to run, for next episode, a simulation of a team we draft of all centers. So there are double centers, so just pick a guy and then we can figure it out later. But basically, we each need a team of guys that played center position, mm-hmm. and we're going to put them to a game of 21 on NBA 2K on blacktop. Five on five, right? Five on five. Yeah. Um, you go first. First off, I already know one of the three you're going to say, and when you get the one, I will pick up the other two. Just I mean, I'm just going to go Kareem. That's what I figured. Yeah, I'm going to go Kareem, 
I think the Lakers one was the. I don't know. Anyways, I'm gonna go Kareem. All right. So wait, we gotta. I'll write down. You write this down. All right. Yeah. All hold right. On. So you have you have two, which I know you're two. So you you know my two. What, what are my two? Guess. Well, you said Kareem, so guess who my other two are. Shaq and Wilt. Bang you. Obviously. I mean, I knew the three you were thinking in your head, so it was just like, okay, which one you ever pick, I'll just get the other two for you. All me. right, so I'm up. I'm going to go greatest centers of all time. Um, does Hakeem sound as a center? Yeah, yeah Hakeem Olajuwon's a All right, I'm saying Hakeem. All right. It was a dream. Just saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Shout, you're, shout you're to your for that. Yeah. No, that's good. I just I thought that was your third pick, and I was no. confused who you were taking. Because I just took. <laughs> okay, you're up for your All third. Right. Uh, well, right off the top, the guy who owns probably the most championships in NBA history, Bill Russell. Good pick. Yes, sir. I am taking Anthony Davis because I want a little three ball. Okay. I didn't. I and think. I, I think, think you were gonna. Center. I didn't think you were gonna go modern. I thought you were gonna go like all time. No, I stuff. need someone that shoots a three. All right, fair enough. All right, fair <laughs> You're enough. You're off for your fourth pick. Um, just to add some, just to add some more size down there because I'm going with greatest centers of all time. Uh, Moses Malone. I'm gonna go. And I know my last one too. So cool. Yeah. Good for you, man. There's no way you're taking him. I'm gonna take. Oh, that's not a bad pick. There's Dude. a couple guys that are switched that are like four or fives that. They're they, like they're like combo like power forward center that they. Can yeah, like, and I hate that because I just. Here's a good question for you though. I was curious about. Would you say that the NBA is kind of slowly veering away from, you know, the dominant. Well, as funny as that sounds. Um. You can't name a big man that's ever sold a pair of shoes. Like I know that's yeah. a dumb way to say it, but like I mean, even even how great Shaq was, I mean, they like, don't make money in the NBA. They make yeah. money through teams. They make money through championships, but they don't. They're not marketable because when you see, if you see two people standing next to each other, and one is Steph Curry and one is Shaquille O'Neal, you can only relate with Steph Curry, right? Because he's you like, can't relate with Shaquille O'Neal because he's fucking seven two. Right, right. I feel like that's kind of like how it's leaning towards now because people want Hell someone that they yeah. can relate to. It's it's crazy. Um, right, so for time. my fourth guy, I'm gonna go with Yao Ming. Okay, okay. Add some, add, add some diversity yeah, on that. Yeah. I like that. All right, you're up. All right, for you is this? Yeah, you're. Yeah, That's my pick. final one. Um, this one is very obvious for me. It is probably one of the greatest players who never won a championship. Mister Nick, Patrick Ewing. Okay, yeah. That's who I was thinking of because I was like, he did some four, but mostly five. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with my last one, Carl Malone. Oh, okay. That's I, I don't I, remember him playing much center, but like, yeah, I can agree with that. He's kind of, he, he's again, he's a combo power forward center. So, so all right, cool. We will, we'll put that in the simulator and we'll do a couple of those where it's just funny. I know. Um, I like that actually. I also like the other idea you came up with for like the GM thing on. NBA oh yeah we will so fun. yeah um we'll have a lot of fun stuff coming at you guys and we're gonna have because first off i'd school you because i'm easily better GM well the, the the gm thing was the it was online it was called first draft is the website oh okay yeah so for fun. anyone that has noticed um me greg and dre put out our first mock drafts we'll have more coming next and there's a website 
there's a couple of them that are fun, but there's one that you could be the GM of any team and you can trade picks and uh, mm-hmm. you get points. So we're all going to do the same exact team and see who gets the most points. Um, just for fun. We'll do it for a couple different teams and see how that goes. But, Greg, anything we missed? Uh, nothing off the top of my head, but um, look forward to our um, post-mock post combine mock that we're going to be throwing out there because mine's oh, going to be changing drastically mine will stay exactly the same except yeah, for one person you. um also definitely look out for well, the genius yeah definitely look out for the soccer vids you're going to be posting uh look out for the next uh last week with deke and also look out for a bunch of the wrestling content that's going and to be buy on. a shirt and please buy we a shirt. make zero money off the shirt so it's not really a big ordeal like we're I'd... trying to spread our logo and spread the love to everyone. It only costs eleven to thirteen dollars. It's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Also, look at the St. Patty's Day deal coming up soon. Cause well, I already posted about it. Well, and that was really, last week. Technically, this is, this is gonna be dropping a week from today. Well, still though, we could I all mean, be dead. Yeah, whoever gets it will definitely be enjoying patties with two beers deep on their chest. Uh just me and my mom. All right, <laughs> Greg. Anything else? Anything else? Nope. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Deuces. Hey. Oh, oh, oh.